God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve. Um, Did I just make up a holiday? Y'all ought to be all right with that, though, because y'all stay making up holidays on these here social media streets. Y'all do it every week with those random days like National Daughter Day that I'm pretty sure changes every day. But anyway, what does that even mean? And why haven't my parents sent me a gift or paid a bill of mine to celebrate it yet? Speaking of celebration, okay, it's almost time to start celebrating the new year. I'm challenging you to focus more on what you're saying hello to while also saying goodbye to this year. I know I'm ready to say hello to some girl time with my friend Nia Reynolds. It's a good one. Let's get into it. Hey girl, hey. You caught me slipping for a second. What were you doing? Like... Live your life. Don't let me catch you slipping. Continue. Slip <laughs> on. You definitely caught me slipping because I was trying to make sure my laptop was charging. So is it charging? Yes. Are we good? Hey girl. Yes ma'am. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I am doing so good. Thank you for doing this. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm absolutely excited and honored. So thank you. What made you want to sign up to be a co-host? You know, facing those fears of mine. um, I just, I, I feel like I'm in a different place in my life where God wants to use me in a lot of other ways that I didn't expect before. And I have always just been afraid to like jump out there and try things sometimes. So this is definitely like my first step towards getting into that that bag of, you know, being fearless and just leaning on God and trusting him and where he's going to take me. So we love to hear it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so tell me how you learned about Woman Evolve. So I started watching your sermons about a year a, ha- a year and a half ago. A friend of mine has sent me or told me about you, actually. And the first sermon I heard was, girl, get up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, OK. And so from there, I have just been like tuning into your sermons. Then I came across Woman Evolve and I found the podcast. So I've been around for about a year and a half or so. Hey, I've girl. Been so you saw the transition from like the old podcast to the new podcast. You know what's crazy? When I first started listening to the podcast, it was the last episode oh, of really? that live format that you did. Okay. So I was like, oh, wow. Like it was so different. And then it switched over to the way that it is now. But I actually love this format, honestly, especially that the fact that you give other women like an opportunity to like come co-host and stuff like that. But the lives were fun, too, like with the they delegation were. and stuff like that. I didn't get the chance to be a part of the delegation yet, <laughs> but I enjoyed those conversations. It was. It was fun. I was just thinking we had a team meeting last night and I was just thinking, man, there are so many things that have happened to the in the news that would have been prime woman evolved content like the baby and Danny Lee. Who? Yes, that would have been rescue Eve all day long. Rescue Eve for sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of things happening in the world just in general. So, yes, like that. 
that was a rescue eve moment for sure okay so this is going to air right before the new year so i am going to ask you questions about your year our theme for the month is reflection so i'm going to ask you questions just about your year i'll answer any questions you have for me very conversational so if you like have a question or you're like what do you think about this just toss it to me and we'll have some good girl time Yay. Okay, so Naia, it is mm-hmm. the end of 2021. We are heading into 2022. And I guess what I want to know from you about your year is what has been the greatest lesson that you learned in 2021? The most surprising lesson that you learned this year? Hmm. Oh, that's a loaded question. But I feel like... Um, the biggest thing that I've learned from this year is to really have more confidence in God rather than myself. I struggled with like self-confidence for like a really long time. And I had just gotten to a place where I started to become more confident in myself and my abilities. But then a lot of times I would fall back into this fear of rejection or insecurity or, um, you know, feeling like I have imposter syndrome. I don't deserve to be in this position that I am, that I'm in and things like that. But once I really started like letting go and giving God everything, it just it, it really changed my life. Like it took a long time for me to let go of myself to be mm. with him. Is there so. like one thing this year that st- stands out as like a pivotal moment for you where you were like, you know what? I'm really somebody different out here. Um, Actually, truly, and I'm not even saying this just because I'm here, but really being able to be a part of this podcast. Like a couple of months ago, I had this crazy transition. It happened all within like 30 days of me like taking a break, not being on social media, not paying attention to like what everybody else is doing and comparing myself to other people. And I really like had to let go of a lot of like behaviors that I was holding on to. I started listening to music differently. Like Mm. I, I had to change a lot of what I thought I knew about myself in such a short period of time. And it was just crazy because when I when I thought about even being in this position, I really was taken aback when God said, I mean, you 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 can do this. Like, don't don't doubt yourself that the position I'm putting you in just in general in life, you're meant for this. Mm. And I question that all the time, every day, just in general. I so. question that too. Like I question that too. I like what you said yeah. about changing what I've known about myself because it's difficult to understand yourself in one particular dimension and then to decide like, I don't want to exist in this format anymore. I want to change the yes. way I'm showing up in the world, which means I do have to change like, oh, I'm shy. I don't speak up or I don't promote myself or I don't put my work out into the world. I'm just waiting for it to get discovered and to come to a place where you were changing what you know about yourself can you unpack that like what specifically did you have to change about what you've known about yourself and what have you changed it into so um I'll give you one example just to start with because this was something that really blew my mind about (laughs) about the whole journey um I listened to a lot of music all types of music. Like I'm a, I'm the type of person that will really listen to anything and everything. And for a long time, I used to say like, you know, half the time, I don't care about the lyrics. Sometimes I just want to hear like the beat or yeah. I like the vibe of the song. Like it can be very meaningful for me, but it can also just be like a vibe and things like that. 
But when I started going through this journey in such a short amount of time, I couldn't listen to the things that I was listening to every day. I couldn't mm. listen to those things anymore because I felt it was like I felt convicted about something. I felt convicted about some of the words that I was just taking into my body. And I struggle with like anxiety yeah. a lot. Like I've struggled with it for most of my life, but I didn't even realize that I had anxiety until I got to like college and I had like my first like full on anxiety attack, but it really wasn't too far from what I used to do when I was a kid. And I used to just panic over these things. And so I got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being like afraid of doing things. I'm tired of like letting situations take me over. And so once again, like I had to let go of some of that music. I had to let go of the things I was looking at on social media. I literally love Instagram with all my heart, but like I had to get off of it for like two months straight. And it it felt weird at first. And I felt like, am I missing something? Oh my gosh, I'm missing something so important. But it really showed me that like when I let go of things, I'm going to get more out of it than what I ever thought I would. Don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to come back to social media. I definitely enjoy it. But I had to take a break because it was like tearing me apart in a lot of different ways. Mm. So he's just been breaking me down and not in a bad way, but literally just breaking apart all the things that I hold on to and telling me, you don't need that. You really don't need that like you think you do. So is that crazy? It's funny it's, what you say about music because that is so true. I forget where we were but they were playing I think maybe when I was in Dallas but they were playing music and they played self-titled by Beyonce and let me tell you mm. I was in my peak womanhood single mm-hmm. woman journey when self-titled came out and they played Jealous and I am a full Ooh. married woman jealous about nothing but I turned that music on and I was like I'm jealous of the way you brush your teeth in the morning like I had to <laughs> find something to be jealous about yes. that song used to give me such a vibe but it's just so funny how music has a gravitational pull to whatever emotional state the artist was in so when you open yourself up to music like of course it's a vibe that changes your vibe because you're entering into someone's creative space and if you don't go into that space guarded you will find yourself transforming like you won't be mad at anybody here Nuck if you buck and now you ready to roll up on somebody who's looking at you crazy because what (laughs) All right. okay yeah it's it's just been really crazy and I, I, I have felt alone, but not lonely Mm. in this season. And I say alone because I I chose that. I chose that for myself um, in this time. Whereas lonely to me feels like, well, you know, you don't have anybody else and it can be like very uncomfortable. And there have been times where I have really just like sat down and like cried because it was like, what is this? Like, Lord, like, why me? Like, I don't know. Like, why do I have to feel all these things like all the time? And I don't, I don't make that in a sense of, whoa, it's me. And it's it's all about me at all. But, um, it's just, it's just been a really interesting journey, but it's also allowed me to respond to the same situations in different ways. Yeah. So I I've learned to really like tap into those conversations with God and like recognize his voice. I didn't recognize his voice for a long time because I wasn't talking to him every day. Now it's to the point where it's like, this is like all I do. And and I just, whew, I don't know. It's just been, it's really been like a crazy roller coaster in such a little amount of time. Um, 
Okay, so yeah. can I ask you a question? You talked about like hearing God's voice and, you know, I'm a pastor and I talk about like, you know, meditation and connecting with God and hearing from God and being Holy Spirit led. But can you define in your own words what it feels like to hear from God? Like, what does that look like for you in your life? Because someone may be listening and they're like, how do I know if it's myself or God? How did you tell the difference? So the biggest difference for me when I'm trying to discern my voice from God's voice is if there's a peace that I have about it. Mm. A lot of times when I'm like trying to make decisions on my own, I get real anxious. I start second guessing. Mm, is this the right thing to do? But what if this happens? I play out all these like crazy scenarios of like what could possibly go wrong. But I feel like God speaks to different people in different ways. In my personal opinion, I know that God speaks to me a lot. I mentioned music, but I also through like journaling and things like that. But that could look different for somebody else. Somebody else could hear God from repeated messages from three different people. Yeah. And it could to them, it could feel like, OK, I thought maybe this was what God was saying. And maybe it is because I keep getting this message. I just personally feel like when I feel God is telling me this, I'm not rushed for time. I don't feel anxious about it. I'm really calm in that situation. Um, and it's taken me like a lot of time to get there and I'm still working on it. Like I'm still trying to like discern his voice in certain situations because I, I get in my head a lot. I spend a lot of time in my thoughts. So I think it's one of those things where depending on who you are, you have to sit with him in a different way. Yeah. And I don't know what that looks like for everybody, honestly. It could be different for each person. If you're anything like me, then it gives you great joy to tell your kids we have food at home when they ask if they can eat out at their favorite restaurant. Peaceful plot twist. I always mention that it's going to be a HelloFresh night. America's number one meal kit saves the evening and saves me some coins. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And speaking of saving, HelloFresh meals also save me so much time in the kitchen. HelloFresh recipes take around 30 minutes or less with low prep time and easy cleanup. Sis, what are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomenEvolve16 and use code WomenEvolve16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh has allowed me to share my love for cooking with my children. I don't have to micromanage because of HelloFresh's easy to follow recipes. The end results not only look amazing, but it's also amazingly delicious. If you haven't already, go to HelloFresh.com slash WomenEvolve16 and use code WomenEvolve16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. The key word you said there was discern. If you want to hear God's voice, you have to practice hearing the sound of God. For me, that happens through worship. When I'm in worship and I have taken all of my focus and I'm turning it towards God. And for me, sometimes that takes work. Like I have to remember in the midst of my own world, like how do I sense and feel God? Maybe it's when I'm looking at the ocean. Maybe when I'm thinking about how the body is so interconnected, it makes me feel like, okay, I know there's something 
bigger than us out there. When I turn my focus towards God from that space, I'm able to experience God's presence. And so in my day to day life, when I'm trying to hear the voice of God, I look for the pockets that lead me closer to that feeling of worship. It's almost like that. Remember when we were younger and we used to play that game like hot, cold, like, okay, you getting closer. You get mm-hmm. hot. It's hot. Like, that's how yeah. I feel like in my decision making, like I'm trying to get closer and closer to the presence of God. So it's like, God, should I take this opportunity? And I start playing that opportunity out in my mind. I have to see, does this get me hotter and closer to God's presence mm-hmm. or does it feel like it's pulling me away? And to your point, it does take practice. But I think you have to, one, want to understand what does it feel like to be in the presence of God so that I can search for that presence in my own decision making. And it sounds like that's what you're tapping into. Yeah, definitely. It it it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> you do have to start to change the things that you would normally do. If you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome, mm. you you're going to get the same result most of the time. So I I realized that like I would be frustrated about a lot of things. But then I had to think about, well, what role do I play in this and why it's not working wow. or why I'm looking at this a certain way? And then I really had to like change my perspective like the perspective aspect is like huge for me. I had to really learn to look at my relationship with him in a different lens because the same way that I used to look at things and get an attitude about stuff before, now I'm looking at it in the sense of, well, how is this going to help me moving forward? Like, how is this helping solidify my relationship with God? Is he putting me in this place just to make me feel away, Or is he putting me in this place because I need to grow here? Even though I don't want to be here, I need to grow here first before he can take me somewhere else. And I used to be upset sometimes because it would be like, I want like these certain opportunities. And I just really feel like, why, why, like, why can't I, you know, but it was like, God was telling me like, you're not ready right now. You need to, you got to work on this first before you move to the next thing. Like, don't rush the process. Don't rush my timing because my timing is always going to be better than yours. That's what God is saying. And I, I've learned that time and time again. His timing is like a one. It's always intentional. And even when I don't always understand it, I, I recognize it now more than I did before. And so I'm able to like be a little more patient with myself and with him because I understand what he's doing a little bit more than I did before. So, yeah. Okay, so now I have mm-hmm. to get into our 2021 recap questions because I don't want time to run out and I mm-hmm. have some petty questions to ask you and some funny questions to ask you. What is your pettiest moment go. of 2021? Petty. Oh, petty. Have you mm-hmm. outgrown petty? Certainly you had at least one. I I don't know that I would say this was even petty, but I know. My mom is going to be listening to this at some point. <laughs> um, but the other day, I I wanted some Ugg boots for Christmas, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I had it on my list. And so I was like, well, I don't really feel like waiting for like somebody else to get them. Maybe I'll just like get them myself or whatever. So I was about to buy them. And then I was like, hmm, my mom probably has a whole bunch of like discount codes and stuff like that. Well, let me just go take one of hers. Come to find out later on, she was like, oh, I bought you. I like bought you a pair. And I was like, oh, that was kind of one of those moments where it was like, dang, I was kind of messed up. Like I went and used your little coupon code. You didn't even tell me that you're about to get this. So now I feel like the bad person. Here's another situation. Um, So uh, I was at my church and I was like helping out uh, do some things and set up like this tailgate that we were going to have. It was like a little like 
Christian tailgate for like the young adult ministry, stuff like that. Um, and so I went inside the church and I was looking for something and I saw like some tea bags that I really wanted. And I was like, hmm, you know what? I haven't had these in a while. Like no one's going to miss these. I'm just going to take a couple of these. And God was like, no, no, not okay. Lost the tea bags when uh, I got to where I needed to go. So yeah, that was one of those like Eve moments, like girl, shouldn't have did that. Even though it was tea bags, like no i'm so, going to tell you because this is a safe space i think um some of my pettiest moments of 2021 you know um when there was some news stories about people not bathing their children as often as they should and then i started reading the news articles and dermatologists were like you know kids don't necessarily need baths every day let me tell you ella has skipped a few baths <laughs> as of oh. late okay but i said it was a safe space and then you said oh and now people are looking at me behind no, the camera I'm like kidding. sarah you shouldn't have said that listen let me tell you something there no, have I'm been kidding. some nights let, because she turns into someone else at bath time she wants to dance <laughs> and party and do all of these things and there are some nights I don't have it in me and I'm like you know what did you go outside today did you play let me smell your underarms girl put on your pajamas and get in the bed she's on the Look, okay. sometimes it's every other day sometimes and a quick little wash up you know yes, for the little the ones like spots. that <laughs> yeah like a bath every day come on all right now. you don't have to do that every day but you know it's okay. giving dry All skin, right. okay? This is my truth I'm sharing with you. Okay, I have a question <laughs> yes. for you. What is like the best meal you had in 2021? Like something that like stuck with you? Mm-hmm. I would say, dang, I have a terrible memory. That's the problem. Um, Because I eat, there's a lot of things that I eat throughout the year. I feel like the best thing that I've had was like some stuffed shells. Ooh. It was like chicken in it and spinach and like sun-dried tomatoes and it had like a sauce in it and it was like mozzarella cheese on top. Did that you make delicious. it? That sounds, sounds amazing. Yeah, did you make that? Mm-hmm. Or really? I, You know what I did? And I'm not a person that knew how to cook. For a long time, I was like, I'm the consumer. I'm not the cook. I want to. <laughs> I just want to eat. I don't want to cook. But I was like, eventually, I was like, I want to try other stuff. Like, you know, so I started cooking and like learning how to cook. And I was like, this is actually really good. Um, I also had, this is not a food, but it was a smoothie. It was like a, a like a pear and what was it like a pear and blueberry smoothie or something like that that somebody made for me like two weeks ago that was like the best thing i ever had it had like beets in it i didn't mm, even know if i liked beets really but yeah, she made it so deliciously that i was like dang like i don't even know the difference like this is really good like she didn't put anything extra and it was just the fruits themselves and like a vegetable so it was really good okay um i had a life cha- I had two life changing food experiences this year. Uh, one was we I hired a chef for my husband's birthday and she made these like lamb chops that literally left me confounded. Like I had nothing. I think I left. heard I remember yeah, you telling I, this story to too and I was like <laughs> you described this so vividly that I was like I feel like I'm there eating the lamb it chops. It was with tender, you. Like, I it these. was sweet, it was it's a little yeah. salty. It was just a beautiful experience. 
That is absolutely amazing. My I, second, and you know, oh, I don't ahead. even really eat lamb chops like that. But after you said that, I was like, hmm, I need to know what lamb chops she's talking about. I like, highly suggest it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask her if she will give me the recipe. She probably won't, because then I will be made. But that's all right. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to share it with as many people as possible. I also had a life changing taco at California Adventure in at Disneyland, and it was like fried, and there was cheese and there was shredded beef and it was just a thing. So, okay. What is the baddest you look this year? Like when you look back over all of your looks and jazziness, like what is the like, I was not playing with them and that I did not come to play with you girls. I came to slay. Okay, when Mm, was that? mm, mm, mm. I would probably say my birthday trip to Florida last year. I had like this cute, like brown two piece on. It was so cute. It was like a long skirt. And then it had like a, it was like a kind of like a tie up top at the Mm. top. And then I had like my hoops going. I had like the little makeup going. Like I was just, I was just feeling really good. Like (laughs) I, I was like, this is really amazing. Like that look was everything. And it was probably one of the like simplest ones that I ever had. Cause I really like to like add a bunch of crazy colors and layers to stuff that I wear. But that was probably like one of the simplest ones I had. And I felt rates yeah sometimes those are the ones that really like put it together Mm -hmm. that did it for me what bad habit do you wish you would have changed this year Um, I'm still I'm still working on it it's like a work in progress but like having more control over like the way that I spend money and like saving better like Mm -hmm. I'm not always the great greatest with budgeting. I've gotten into it a little bit more this year, but there were definitely some like choices I could have made better with like my money. So I think uh, that's like something I have to continue to work on for sure, for sure. I think that I wish that I would have like actually tried to lose weight this year. There was not one consistent effort this year. Like not one. Like (laughs) not one consistent. (laughs) Not consistent. Like I got into the gym. I dabbled in the gym. I dabbled in salads. But for the most part, I did whatever I wanted to do. And that's all right. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. And I remember you saying like, you know, I, I forgot what podcast episode it was but you were talking about like eating and stuff like that and just eating what you want to eat and like being good to your body in the sense of I'm making my body happy and like you know the things that I enjoy eating that make me happy like I was just like you know what I'm I definitely hear you on that like that (laughs) that's something that you don't really hear as much as anything as people like beating themselves up about not like working out or getting to where they want to be so like it's okay. Like, I'm going to tell you, good. y'all's pandemic stressed me out. And there were moments where <laughs> I couldn't. Y'all's, pa- pandemic. y'all's pandemic got on my so nerves. It, so you're not a, you're not I a don't have nothing to do with that. Okay. Nothing to do with that. I got you. But I got y'all's you. Pandemic, hey, look, yeah, this listen. pandemic has been rough in a yeah. lot of ways. So you got to do what you got to do. Like, as far as like the way that you feel and making yourself feel better in those moments, like it. I had to learn to give myself grace too. Yeah. I had to learn to give myself a little bit of grace because I'm like really hard on myself about a lot of things. So like I had to really like loosen up on that. Like it's okay. Like just work on it. You're going to work on it next time. Like you need to continue to work on that, but don't beat yourself up about it type of thing. So 
Okay. That's been huge for me. That's what I, mm-hmm. I, I think my greatest, and then we have an advice question we're going to answer together, but I think my greatest lesson that I have learned about myself in 2021 is that I am more resilient and persistent than I thought that I was. I would not necessarily consider myself someone who was very persistent. Like if something doesn't go my way very quickly, I can like give up and shift directions. Like I'm like, that's not for Mm -hmm. me, that's fine, I'll shift directions. But there are some things that only happen if you are willing to be persistent. When I launched Woman Evolve, like over and over again, it was like, if you want people to hear about your book, you're gonna have to post consistently. You're gonna have to talk about it. You're going to have to put yourself out there. We did so many different things with Woman Evolve this year. That's like, you're going to have to continue to just show up consistently. And you're going to have to believe in what you do so much so that you show up with the same excitement as you did on day one. And so I feel like I learned to be persistent this year and resilient, persistent in my faith and believing that even when circumstances weren't necessarily going the way that I anticipated, that it didn't mean that 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 would be the final outcome. I learned to stick through it and it helped me emotionally. It helped me with parenting. It helped me in my marriage. And so I am grateful for the acknowledgement of persistence in my life this year. That's been one of my, my blessings. Yeah, that that's huge right there. Like being persistent and being resilient. Um, that's something I definitely like learned through this time too. And I'm very similar to you in the sense of if something don't work the first time or maybe even the second time, I'll just be like, forget it. Like, I don't want to, I don't even want to deal with it anymore. It's okay. It's all right. Um, but there are some things that it does take a little work. It does take a little bit more faith. And so I'm learning that it's okay to persist through certain things as well, but also learning the difference between what do you need to push more for and what are things that's like, okay, it's okay to let this one go because that's not necessarily what you need to be doing right now. Um, So like trying to learn the difference between that has been tricky for me, but I am learning to be more persistent and consistent with the things that I start. Because a lot of times I start stuff, but don't really finish it. I be having all these ideas and stuff I say I'm going to do and I don't finish. But this is the first year where I've actually finished things Mm. that I've started. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like this, this feels great to actually finish something. So. I want to look up the yeah. difference between persistent and consistent because when you said that, I think you can do something consistently, but not mm-hmm. do it with the same power and and momentum that you started with. And I think persistency is bringing that same energy consistently. And I feel like that yeah. is what really yields results. How many of us know people who've been consistent, but they haven't done it with the same passion and energy? So they're still showing up in their mm-hmm. marriage. They're still showing up at the job, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm still." here but you're not bringing the energy that brought you into this room in the first place and I feel like if anything's going to shift or anything's going to change you're going to have to not just do it consistently but persistently but Mm -hmm. I need to look at the definition to make sure that my definition is right (laughs) yeah I get what you're saying though that you can do something consistently for months for years but not have the passion for it but not have the same love that you have for it but you it's just to say that I'm still doing it type of thing and so I think that those can be different. I'm going to have to look up the definitions too, just to be sure. But I get what you're saying. And I agree with that in the sense of differentiating those two. So absolutely. Absolutely. 
One thing I love about Woman Evolve is the community and safe space we've built with one another. I receive countless messages with personal stories ranging from experiences with anxiety and depression to advice on how to settle family conflicts or work through self-esteem issues. I don't have all the answers, but I refuse to leave y'all hanging. Your mental health is too important to me. I want you to start living a happier life today with assistance from BetterHelp. As a listener of the Woman Evolve podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com evolve. A safe and private online environment, BetterHelp assesses your needs before matching you with one of their licensed professional therapists. It's also free and easy to change your counselor if you need to in the future. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. With the ability to message your counselor at any time, join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. It's convenient, affordable, and confidential. You can join today and start communicating in less than 24 hours and any time after that. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash evolve. Okay, let's get into our advice question. Okay. As far as advice goes, I want to know how to find balance in being in the world, but not of the world. I never really feel like a Christian or like I'm progressing, even though I know I am, because I can recall things from the Bible in much better detail than I could before. I find myself recognizing when the spirit inside of me is at work. I open my eyes every morning and realize God created me, created space for me again. So I don't know. I'm sorry. So I don't allow a day to go by where I disconnect from him. But I'm not really a great prayer. I don't talk to God like I would talk to one of my little friends cursing and all because he knows my heart. And in that, I feel super blasphemous when I speak in tongues because I don't know if that's for real or what I'm even saying. I find... I find I connect with you because I'm all the way ratchet. I'm not from Texas, but come on, Bun B, UGK, hip hop and rap in general. <laughs> had to get, had to go on and throw it up one yes, time. I, okay. I saw you. I, Anything know. black in general, to be honest. How do I balance? How do I live authentically in my walk if I can't discern if the old me is still thriving or if there are parts of me that were shaken but remain? I'm on this walk alone. I have no sisters, brothers, second cousins, twice removed in Christ or really any family outside of church either. I did join the book club, but Facebook is not my jam, so it's hard to stay connected. I find it hard to stay connected to my friends because, like you said, the ground is shifting. It's not that they change, it's that I change. The ground keeps shifting, and I can't stay connected like I used to. My friends are really the only meters I have for the change I'm experiencing. I realize how I once connected is not how I currently connect. And it's not that I need to cut them off. I probably won't because it's just me out here. It's just that I have to show up differently. I never want to be the type of person to feel like I'm so called away that I can't tap in with my friends because they represent a season in my life that ended or is coming to an end. How do you find balance? I can't afford to make the wrong move because I really don't like the me I used to be, if I'm being honest. How do I embrace that she is the reason I'm me today while while releasing the trauma I experienced? is her. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways is what most of my life at the moment feels like. And it's that indecision that won't break off of me because I'm not really sure how to show up or how to be content with the way I showed up. Help. Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, there were a lot of things in there yeah. that um, stood out to me of, you know, 
being in the world and being of the world in that like constant battle. And that's literally like where I am in my life and trying to figure that out and trying to navigate that. And I, sorry, if you hear like my dog in the background, she's just like needing attention at the moment, but you're fine. Emmy. But um, in all, in all seriousness, I will definitely say that is one of those things where it's like a day by day process of, you'll get to a point of feeling like I don't even want to do like regular life without God at this point. Like, I don't know if that's where you are, if you've crossed that like threshold yet. And there's definitely like, I have moments where I'm like back in the world and I'm having my worldly and flesh type thoughts. And I have those days. And then the following day, I like literally have to like force myself to get up and say, okay, how can I talk to God today? Like, how do I connect with him? Do I need to pray? Okay. Maybe praying is not my gig. Maybe I need to sit down and like breathe a couple of times until something happens where I can really connect with God. Do I need to write it out? Do I need to take walks for that to happen? Like, do I need to walk to clear my head? Um, I've just been open to trying everything that I can, even stuff like um, going to like a, a swim class, learning how to swim at the age that I am now, like has taught me to like trust God, like mm. even just in the water, like that may not seem like it connects. But when you start to look at your life as everything that you're doing is going to be intentional, when you start to think of it that way, then it like helps you narrow down your choices and what the choices that you're making in your life and the people that you're surrounding yourself with. And when you analyze, hmm, maybe these people or these things aren't adding to that or making it make sense in this season for me, you'll start to like naturally fall off of those situations or weed them out at least that is kind of how it's been for me I don't know how much that helps but <laughs> that is kind of my like piece of advice that when you really start to seek him and you're watching different things or you're listening to different things every day um it becomes just a little bit easier each time like yeah okay so I I think that all of that really addresses everything that she put in here I mean I want to hopefully help someone and, of course, her understand that walking in the spirit, being in relationship with God, following the example of Jesus is a process. It's not that you make this decision and then suddenly all of your thoughts, all of your ways just disappear. It is a decision to say, I have a goal now. I'm no longer living my life randomly. I have a model. I have an example of how I want to show up in the world. I want to establish the kingdom of heaven. That means that I want darkness to not prevail on the earth. I want to be spirit led. I don't want to be emotionally led. I don't want to be shame led. I don't want to be guilt led. I want to be led by the spirit of God and how I show up in the world. But just like the mind is being renewed, we have to understand that you're going to have thoughts, uh, the same thoughts that you used to have. You're going to have inclinations the same way you used to have inclinations. But those inclinations or thoughts don't have dominion over you anymore and I feel like a lot of us battle with faith because we feel like if I can't be 100 like if I can't do this thing the way I'm supposed to do it I'm not going to do it at all that's why I stayed away from faith for a large part of my life because it was like listen 
I'm not going to stop listening to music. I know me. I'm not going to stop listening. Mm-hmm. This is where I was. I said, like, I'm not going to stop listening to music. I'm still going to be out here in these streets. Like, I'm still going to be doing what I'm going to do. So I'm not even going to play with God because I don't want to play with God. And if I ever feel like I can do it, then I'll step into it. But the truth is that when we talk about God wanting to meet you where you are, God's like, bring me that raggedy, bring me that alcohol, bring me that weed, bring me them bodies, bring me what you're doing in the street and allow me to mm-hmm. just sit with you. Because if you allow the presence of God to just sit with you, you will receive so much love, so much empowerment. You will start to want more and better for your life. You don't have to change and then come to God. Why else are we always quoting this scripture about him leaving the 99 to go after the one? God will meet you right where you are, but he never leaves us there. So we as faith leaders have to give people permission to be who they are, whoever that is, no matter how messy or confusing it may be to us to be able to say, listen, at the end of the day, if God can sit with you, I can sit with you too. And my prayer is that as you sit with me, that I will demonstrate so much love in my own walk, so much faith in my own walk, that it makes you curious about what I'm reaching for. There's no way you reach for Jesus and end up with you. When you reach for Jesus, things change. You change the way you show up. You change the way you're led. And I feel like to give yourself peace on this journey. To be double-minded means that you are being led by two different minds. But to be of one mind is to say at the end of the day, let this mind that was in Christ be in me too. That is the one mind that I'm going to allow to lead. In that mind, old thoughts may show up, but those old Mm -hmm. thoughts don't get to lead. And so uh, that scripture is beautiful, but I want to put it in context because you'll demonize yourself for being human when you're reaching for divinity. You can take your humanity with you. You just have to let divinity lead. I hope that helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That that's huge too. just even just letting those walls down of, of I'm a flawed human being and yeah. I am I'm I made mistakes in the past. I'm still making mistakes. But that doesn't mean that I can't walk this thing out with God and and figure it out. And that was a big hold up for me of I can't give God my everything right now because I'm a mess in certain places. So I just, I'm a hold on to this. I'm a hold on to these things and put it in my back pocket. Cause I'm not ready to let go of that just yet, but he just like, will grab you. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just grab you and throw you into that thing. And you won't even see it coming. But once you're in it, you're in it. And even when you go back and forth with those double-minded thoughts, eventually you're going to lean more towards one side or the other. And, you know, that that's part of the journey is part of the walk and it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's beautiful at the same time. It's weird. It's like a weird juxtaposition. So it's, that's so good. Yeah. Everybody has that one moment where they're like, man, I'm trying to do what I used to do, but I can't do it the mm, way that I used to do it. Cause can't. I just don't feel the way I used to feel about it. It just is not the same anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, it don't hit the same. Like I just can't do certain things that I used to do anymore. Or if I try to do them again, it, I, I have thoughts about it. So yeah, it's it's totally understandable. So yeah, that was a great advice like question. That was fully loaded. I love it. It was loaded. I loved it too. I it love when loaded. they send me long advice questions. Okay, Naya, I have <laughs> to ask you, do you have uh-huh. anything that I can answer for you at the end of the year? I'm glad to share any of my lessons and blessings and mistakes to help you on your journey. I will say, how do you keep the joy in your life, even when everything around you is like, 
it just seems like the world is in flames or everybody is carrying things that are heavy. Not to say that, you know, we aren't, but it's just how do you keep the joy, not happiness, because yeah. happiness feels temporary, but genuine joy that doesn't break even when certain situations arise. Like, I'm just I, I have this fear of like, what if the good things that God are bringing me like what what happens if, you know, something good doesn't happen because eventually something good might not happen and it, it may hit me in a way. And how do I keep that joy and that faith in God regardless, just being fully transparent in that? Brene Brown talks about foreboding joy in which, like you, we experience joy, but we don't want to trust it because we don't want to need it and we don't want to grieve it if it doesn't stay. One of the things that I do is one, I acknowledge joy as sacred, right? It is a sacred space within my soul that I can access if I'm willing to just silence what's happening around me and to tap into the gratitude of the fact that I'm even in this battle is a reflection of how much I've grown. The fact that I've even made it this far in my parenting journey is a result of me sticking to it. I find the joy even in the midst of the storm because most of the storms have been produced from the blessing or faithfulness of God to begin with. And so for me, joy is very sacred. It's almost like worship where, you know, we may not be walking around with our hands lifted up, but if we tap into it, we can access that joy. The other thing I will tell you that I really learned this year is that I don't have to be afraid of joy leaving me because at the end of the day, my promise isn't about joy and staying joyful. My promise is that I'm going to grow. My promise is that I'm going to experience stretching. And sometimes that stretching won't feel good. Sometimes it'll be months, but I will never be barred from joy permanently. I went through a really mm -hmm. heavy grief season in like May and June, and I couldn't find that like undercurrent of joy in my life. I found a lot of deep grief. And what it taught me this year is that grief is just as beautiful as joy because grief teaches us what really matters to us. Grief teaches us how to reprioritize our world. And I think because of the grief, my joy is so much richer. And so I would just tell you, because I feel like what you're asking me is, um, deeper than the joy, but like, how do I trust that I can stay here? And I just want you to know that staying where you are right now is just the roots of who you will become. And your roots are always going to be developed and they're always going to be checked and strengthened and weeds are going to be pulled up. But you can trust that you're going to stay rooted in your faith and rooted in your connection with God as long as you have made an intentional routine of checking in with God. And you will have moments where you feel underdeveloped and you will have moments where it feels like I'm not progressing the way that I should. But what we learn is the more that we are faithful to the mission that God shows us how we were growing even when it felt like we were shrinking. And so I don't trust those moments where it feels like I'm going backwards anymore. And I think that's the most beautiful gift that anyone can give themselves is backwards is an illusion. Even when it feels like I've had a setback, God is literally just teaching me how to build better. And when I build, there will be acceleration connected to it. So trust 
Trust that you won't be alone. Trust that the sacrifice is worth it. Trust that when it's all said and done, that everything that happened this year will add up to joy. That same James counted all joy. It's gonna, the sum will be joy. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for me. That's beautiful. Amen to that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate your words of wisdom just in general. Um, you you really always give me a lot to think about. So I'm very, very grateful for the work that you do. And just you as a person, you are a light. You are a light, Pastor Sarah. So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate thank that. You. That means a lot to me. I'm like all in my feelings today. So thank you. Oh, I no, appreciate yeah. that. You know, thank you for doing this with me. Yes, thank you for having me once again. Like, seriously, I really, really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. Good. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Naia, it is your honesty for me. Sis, thank you for your transparency. Delegation, can I tell you, I'm heavy on the grateful for you all. We switched it up this year, and you all have stuck with me, literally co-hosting with me every week. And it's been incredible to hear your stories, to hold your memories, to hold your dreams in my heart. Honestly, one of the greatest privileges of my life. As we prepare to step into the new year, I'm praying that God's power strength, love, joy, and wisdom never detaches from each and every one of you. 2022 is not ready for you. Accidental bars, but whatever. You know how I do in these streets. I love you and I'll talk to you next year.